So good to see you. So good to see you too. I was just jumping around with like different platforms. I'm like doing this whole, the whole Spotify. I'm like releasing music. Oh, sick. Yeah. And nice, congrats. Oh, thanks. And there's like this whole thing about like submitting all your stuff into Spotify to see which playlists you want to get on to. Yeah. You kind of get sucked into the rabbit hole. Oh, totally. What's your what's your niche? Or I guess that's the question of this whole thing. But what have you discovered from this? Or like what what kind of music are you making? And then like what kind of niche does it want to put you in? <laughs> the band or the music project is called Smog Cutter. And it's more oh. I go with like Americana, Gothic Country singer-songwriter it's like singer-songwriter without using your name like everyone in yeah has been doing totally yeah cool that's six nice what what's your like timeline this friday oh no way okay (laughs) like literally basically tomorrow that's crazy oh i'm excited to hear stuff thanks it's just a single it's just a single but putting out music is so vulnerable putting out any type of art a hundred percent yeah but putting out music is like definitely up there in terms of vulnerability i feel like you're just like slicing open your chest and like dividing your ribcage and being like everyone take a look you know feel free you know like i feel like it's just crazy so i'm personally very grateful that's not my path because Uh that is intense so kudos to you for opening your chest <laughs> oh my god thank you so much yeah do oh, you great. when you first started out photography did you feel that type of way I don't think so I think mm-hmm. it developed into that when I first started taking pictures I was like 14 13 um and I was taking pictures of like like a lot of macro shots. I was mm. using a film camera that I got from like my local camera store. Um, and so I was doing just a lot of like black and white film of like my neighbor's flowers <laughs> or like tree bark. So it was very, I was just learning how to see, I feel like that's right. like so corny, but I had no. to learn the language before I could like build meaning in what I was saying or find meaning in what I was saying. So when I first started taking pictures, I think it felt a lot more like functionally learning how to do it rather than like, oh my God, here I am. But I do remember having, like I took a a darkroom class uh, my freshman year of high school. So it was like 14. And I do remember when we had like our exhibition or whatever at the end of the year and everyone had like two or three prints up. And I selected like one that was like, yeah, like a macro shot of some tree bark and one that was like a wilted flower. And then another one, I don't remember what it was. And I remember feeling really, really vulnerable. Like I really felt like, okay, this is something that I made and people are seeing it in a different way than I had before. Like I had a bunch of different like creative pursuits or whatever as a child, but none of them really felt like true it was just like okay I'm a kid and like you know I'm gonna take gymnastics and like people are gonna come watch me do gymnastics but like I don't really care I'm just like playing or I played violin for six years as a child but like I didn't actually 
commit to it or feel like it was my craft. Like I was just doing it. Mm-hmm. But the first time I had pictures up, I was like, whoa, okay. So I made that and you guys are looking at it. That's crazy. <laughs> and I definitely still feel that way. So the great outdoors is always a good start. Definitely safe. She's very forgiving. <laughs> black and yeah. white. We don't give black and white enough credit to this. For day, sure. So. For sure. I mean, like, there's so many brilliant photographers currently and then kind of like in uh, the zeitgeist that work exclusively in black and white or I think have just like established themselves as black mm-hmm. and white photographers. And I have so much respect for that. Um, yeah, it's it's a beautiful uh, expression. Like I think of like um, Ansel Adams, obviously being mm-hmm. one, but then also like Marcus Maddox, mm-hmm. I think is someone who works. Uh, he's legend works friend and guest friend and guest friend of the pod works uh <laughs> so much with black and white and i think has like really fine-tuned his his voice with it um and i have so much respect for so yeah i i love i love monochrome it's great you also started at such a young age That's i like- guess yeah yeah the only reason why i say that Actually, when I say young age, I mean the right age. <laughs> because I just saw that there's this electronic dance artist that I love, uh, Hudson Mohawk. I was going through his like previous posts, and in lockdown, he he had a post up that said that if you like if you have a kid or something and they are like 14 or I guess preteen years yeah. that's like the best time to get into ableton oh really yeah because <laughs> we're like <laughs> oh god we're like building the next generation of djs and that's like the apex time to like buy them their first cdjs it's like you're entering high school well kid time to time to lock in you know you want to make some buku dollars when you get yeah, older exactly Here's how we do it. Let's get started. Exactly. That's the secret. Yeah. It's start start learning Ableton logic when you're 14 years old. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I feel like that is the age, kind of just generally speaking, when mm. a person just kind of starts to fine-tune more what they like to say yes to and what they like to say no to and just mm. kind of define their sense of self a little bit more. Um, so I feel like that makes sense. I was taking pictures when I was 14 and stuff, but what I've taken pictures of has changed a lot since then and like gone through a lot of different iterations and phases. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I was like doing that. And then I, I worked as a summer camp counselor um, at the camp that I went to as a kid. I did that for a few summers and I was like director of the photo team and the photo program. And so I was like taking pictures of like kids playing sports. And that was my summer. You know, when I was in college, I really liked, I went to school in DC and I would do a lot of like protest photography. Like that was really compelling to me. And then I started to feel pretty icky about it. Like it just felt non-consensual. Mm-hmm. And like, I was like, what am I, this isn't, I don't know. I just, I, I, I have a lot of thoughts about it, but it, it didn't feel like it was for me to be sharing. Right. So I stopped feeling great about that. And then the first show I ever shot was at this venue called Songbird in dc um and it was these two people from the uk their project is called eider and 
You never forget your firsts. You never forget your firsts. And I was like, oh, I love taking pictures and I love live music. And I started going to concerts when I was 14, too. But they were just like really separate things. Mm -hmm. And that was the first show that I shot. And then I did one other one at the same venue. And then the pandemic hit. So I didn't shoot another show until November of 21. Um, and at that point, I had lived in New York for like almost a year and just started Definitely. shooting shows. Definitely and a step up from D.C. Uh, New York from D.C. It depends who you are and what you like. For me, it just like absolute that couldn't be more true. Like, I just feel like so much more correct here than i mm -hmm. ever did there i feel like there I, I was never sure of myself and here i've always been a lot more sure of myself um i love that we just dropped the starter pack of yeah photography where it's outdoors then no politics. totally it's so real that's so true only because i i remember when i first started shooting i shot when like obama was yeah president and i went yeah. to dc and those photos were fire but it, yeah it was just like the same trajectory the same trajectory that's so funny so politics yeah i don't think that's everyone's trajectory but it's funny that it's both <laughs> of ours there were like two instances where i was like really really glad to have captured the moment one mm -hmm. of them was the night that trump got elected or like no the night that they like confirmed the results right mm -hmm. um i was in boston which is where i'm from and i mm -hmm. went into back bay because i knew there was going to be a rally and i just like took photos and that was really strong and like i just like felt good to be around those people right and then the second time was um i was in dc i was living there and i was walking around um people were like this was right after the election of joe biden but like the results were still being counted so no one really knew where we were standing and i went downtown just to like take photos because people had like put up stuff around the white house people were protesting and i happened to be there at the moment where they announced that joe biden won like they certified the election and so i got to capture people like being like whoa holy shit and that was you know that was cool that was exciting that is. But that stuff really does not inspire me anymore. No, of course not. I just, yeah. I remember I was at a our favorite karaoke bar, uh, 12 Steps Down, where yeah. I'm from, Philly, when cool. Trump was elected, everyone was like obviously sobbing. Yeah. And then Joe Biden, everyone was just like throwing a rave at Prospect Park. Yeah, it's very bizarre. It's like, yeah, I don't know. It's bizarre. It's almost like very similar to how people behave when there's like a, big sports game or something um so it's just like yeah it's i don't know any it's, true. It's kind of dark yeah it doesn't inspire me anymore at all um same with so. sports <laughs> i don't care about sports at all <laughs> i'm from boston and i like or i'm from massachusetts mm -hmm. so i like i like the red Sox because i went to a lot of Sox games with my dad growing mm -hmm. up um but i couldn't tell you who's done this who plays for the Sox right now i just like know no. that i like the red Sox. <laughs> <laughs> what about you the know? celtics yeah sure we were definitely more <laughs> of a baseball family right 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 honestly right. which i know is like kind of it's definitely like an unsexy sport <laughs> but um Holy. it was yeah that, that was that was what we love to do 
unsexy sport. I mean, Boston sometimes also gets a weird rep. (laughs) Yeah, no. Oh, for sure. Boston definitely gets a weird rep and like a lot of it for good reason. Um, I don't think I would want to move back there. No. Um, But I do love Massachusetts in general. I think it's just so beautiful and um, definitely feels like my my foundation. Um, it's like that kind of nature up there. Which I, I like crave it all the time. But no shows? In you Boston? Boston hardcore? No, I totally did. Definitely not hardcore, but I started going to shows in Boston when I was 14, around mm-hmm. like around the same time I was taking pictures. And I remember my parents, I'm the youngest of three, and my parents were not enthusiastic about me going to shows in Boston by myself. So I had to write them a persuasive essay to let me go to a show by myself. Um, And that artist was Jake Bug. I don't know if you remember him. Oh my God, I do. Yeah. He played the House of Blues, which is, um, you know, like one of the like mid-sized venues in Boston. And um, yeah, I had a great time. I was like, whoa, music by myself and I'm having so much fun and um I just kind of kept doing that and then um I had friends that I would go to shows with and um it was all like medium small to medium size artists I wasn't like cool enough to know about anything like punky at that time um but I was seeing like shows at like Brighton Music Hall like Wolf Alice um things like that so I was having fun in high school Um, I'm glad I'm surprised you had to write a persuasive essay, but like none of your parents wanted to come. Yeah, that's just kind of the <laughs> way of my family, I guess. Yeah. Because I would totally go. My dad went with me to my first show. Yeah. And it was a lot of fun. Um, I So I would totally, if I were not to go down the kids route, but I would go to every show. Every show. Oh, because totally. it's so much fun. Yeah. And it's so fun to go to a show with your, you said your dad, like that's such a different experience Um, because it's like probably a little more unusual for them than it is for you. And like, it's just like a a playful thing to do. It Um, really is. The last show I brought my dad to, well, I'm from Philly, was Uh I went to go to a podcast show and it was at Johnny Brenda's, which is a great venue. And the opener for the show was Rebounder. And I'm like, oh, nice. Welcome to the. My yeah, welcome website. to my life. Because <laughs> <laughs> I lived in Philly for quite some time. And I've been to so many shows out there, of course. But the New York, you know, New York bands, everything has like completely shifted. Everyone wants to sound like the Strokes here. I don't know if that's true, honestly. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. I think there's so many more different streams of, maybe that's not the right word, but yeah, I guess streams of music here that like none of us have even tapped into or considered. Um, But I think there's so much variety also, even just within our like little community of like Bushwick artists, like, think a lot of people want to feel like the strokes maybe like they want to feel like julian casablancas or whatever but um (laughs) i don't think everyone wants to sound like them 
but I do, I, I do think it's cool when people can. <laughs> I love this dress so. <laughs> and this is Wear Many Hats presented by Disarm. You can check out all the episodes of the Wear Many Hats podcast on all platforms and at wearmanyhats.com. Rate and comment the Wear Many Hats show on Apple Podcasts and drop five stars on Spotify. WMH and Disarm is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you. Caroline Safran is a photographer. Caroline has shot everything under the sun from music, portrait, event, and lifestyle. She has shot some of your favorite musical acts such as Porches, Blood Orange, Model Actress, Web, Strange Ranger, and Alex G. Her work has been featured in the Rolling Stone, Document Journal, and Nylon Magazine. I've seen Caroline in motion at the barricade at every show that's trending and try to say hi at least one of the shows. Not only shows, but she's also photographed our favorite events that all our friends put on as well. Caroline practices digitally and in 35mm film formats, which we love. Please welcome Caroline Safran to Wear Many Hats. Hey, hey, I'm waving my hat. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah, cool. It's it's great to be here. I feel like we run into each other more so lately. And the first time we like actually met, I feel like we were like internet friends. Right. We before. were. But then we met at the Dewey Dudes. Oh yeah, event. We did. What a That's good, right. what a good little thing. It was. Yeah, it was. I feel like you've just been out at every show since. <laughs> like you were at Little Sims, right, last night? Yeah, that was crazy. That was a really fun show. She played at Babies, this event that Vans put on. Um. Yeah, that was amazing. She's so sick and her fans are like so into it, which is one of my favorite things to get to experience is when like the fans are singing every lyric back and like just like jaw dropped dancing, going crazy. I mean, that's like the best thing to be among. And and yeah, she's she's so sick. So. Yeah, I cool. I also love that. You can just tell that's babies because of the light backdrop. Exactly. I mean, good on them for like having something so signature. Seriously, like I feel like a lot of times venues can be kind of ambiguous, but um, babies is certainly not. Shouts to babies. Shouts to Billy, Greg, <laughs> Alex, everyone at babies. Good people. Really good people. You've been to Billy's uh, record salon. I have I've, I've 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 sauntered in. It sounds very chic, doesn't it? Billy's Record Salon. Yeah, no, it's great. It's such a good space, and Jake's working there um, now too. And it's um, it's a fun little spot. It's a good hang. Go on the weekends. I got um, I picked up two records from there. No, three. I got a Darudi column, 
I got a Lou Reed. Nice. And I got a Sam Cooke. Um, all gas. All gas. The the Sam Cooke and the Lou Reed are both like my dad's influence, mm-hmm. I would say, on my music taste. And the Drudy column is more just like something I've like more personally found. But my dad definitely put me on to like talking heads and like kind of cool 80s Devo. Devo pop rock stuff and then also like um more soulful stuff so That's we good. listen to a lot of sam cook um, i've yet to go oh ooh, church no when he was in charge no i'm <laughs> jewish i'm jewish Full Sick. On. yeah no i saw billy this past week and he was in a blink 182 t-shirt like tucked in very cool <laughs> and i wanted to bring my friend to the record salon but that that whole area is just popping off it's it's incredible you got young coffee yeah right young coffee is really good i have their sticker on my pelican case good good people and winson i'm going there in like an hour good little good little area oh you're like in that you're in that area no i live in bushwick more but i'm mm. just meeting someone at that wins on later nice win some classic the girlies classic. love that place i think they do i think we do it's for good reason they have really good food and good coffee and um i had a friend who called it once the campus center which i think <laughs> is so funny and kind of true like that's one of those places where you Yo, are going to run into people that you know that's so true yeah the why it's literally the Winson <laughs> is the Y, but they have like a bacon, egg, and cheese scallion pancake. It's which is so way good. cooler than the Y. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> but you get to learn a lot. Yeah. Yes. I there over the weekend, it's just a line that's just it's yeah. So long. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool actually, like how they've sustained their buzz. Mm-hmm. I feel like, and their restaurant is awesome too um right diagonally the yeah the actual like dinner spot is really good i know i i'm in bedsty and i i wish there was something like that around here it's still coming up but it's like it's it's slowly it's like here and there you know it's here Mm -hmm. and there's no um community center or um campus center <laughs> campus center. i mean it doesn't matter as long as you have i feel like what's more important is that you have your places in your neighborhood that you mm. love and you have a relationship with the people there like yeah that's more meaningful than anything i feel like um like that's knowing true. the people at your your takeout restaurant and whatever um i love that like so key yeah oh yeah oh yeah i'm mostly known as like a a solicitor i like love <laughs> oh my god <laughs> in what uh, in what way no i just like hang out at my favorite greenpoint spots uh-huh. um when i'm done uh like with work or something i just like leave the house and i go to greenpoint yeah and i go to all my friends shops and i just i, I just like i'm the guy at the front just like talking yeah not, not buying and they're like Here's Rashad, not buying anything. You're just, we, you're contributing to the vibe. Yeah. I really am. Yeah. I really yeah. am. You're at the same adding time, buzz, adding I'm intrigue. Not trying to bring a bunch of shit back. 
Yeah, very fair. <laughs> but yeah, I'm a loiter loiterer. Professional loiterer. I'm a professional loiterer. That's I am I, I am too in a lot of ways. It's okay. I'm slowly getting the trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just like really diving into the character. Yeah, I there's no such thing as having one coffee a day now these days or one macho day in the morning. I have to go like Yeah. I have a pick me up. Yeah, midday. I personally I have made like gotten a lot better about regulating my caffeine because it was like mm-hmm. really, really bad the amount that I was having. And also like truly like I was very anxious <laughs> in my body. Like uh-huh. I did not feel good when I was like, you know, running through cold brews and stuff. So now I'm like, okay, I get my I make like a drip at home in the mm-hmm. morning and then in the afternoons it'll just be like green tea. Sometimes I'll do an additional coffee. If I'm working like a long day, I'll do an additional coffee, but I really try to like keep it regulated. Um, but I do a lot of decaf because I love coffee. It's so um, good. Yeah. So I haven't you don't have to give up everything. Just be just be mindful. Be kind to your body. Be kind. But cold brew is that. It's like it's jet fuel. It's jet fuel. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. How's your sleep schedule looking like? I mean, because the only reason yeah. why I ask is you're out late hours yeah. of the night. Yeah. Come back. I don't know if you're too excited to want to like edit right away or, yeah. you know, friend and friend Martin. Yes. Martin G. Immediate, immediate. Immediate turnaround. Yeah. Shout out to Martin. Really unbelievably talented person. Mm-hmm. Unbelievably kind and thoughtful and just I'm I feel like privileged to be able to share space um with them anytime we're in the same space um but yeah they edit like as soon as they get home um oftentimes I do do that um like for instance the the thing last night my deadline was 9 a.m um for the deliverables so I got home and I edited and then I woke up at seven this morning and I finished um but typically I mean, I am out really late, but I am a morning person and I actually have a hard time staying up and out late. Like Mm -hmm. if I'm not working, I'm going to sleep around 11 happily and waking up kind of early. That's yeah. I just like that's the rhythm that my body always comes back to. Um, So I keep a pretty all right sleep schedule, um, you know, with caveats, depending on what work looks like and how late the the shoots go or if I have an early um, deadline, but I, I keep it pretty sane, I would say. <laughs> yeah. Cause in my eyes, it seems like you're at every show. Do you ever get FOMO when there's a show you're not shooting at? I say no to stuff Sad. and I choose not to go to stuff because I feel like I know my body really well. Mm-hmm. And I, I know where I'll reach the point of burnout or just exhaustion or like, yeah, I just want to be at my house or whatever. So I, I definitely don't go to every show. I definitely go to a lot of shows because I love it and I love Mm. live music and I love taking photos and like, that's literally just what it is. And so I want to do it all the time up here, like in my brain, I want to do it all the time. My body doesn't want to do it all the time. And so Mm. I, I do say no to stuff for sure. Or like, 
if someone asks me to shoot something and they're like, hey, I need you from 11 to 4, mm-hmm. I'll probably say no to that because I it's not good for me and I don't feel good doing no. that. So I, I want to, I need to work obviously, but not to the point where um, I'm hurting myself, you know? So I'm very conscious about that kind of thing, but I do go to a lot of shows because I love it. And, yeah. You're, um, you're not a DJ. I'm I'm not a DJ. And you can quote that. Karen <laughs> Saffron is not a DJ. In fact, I like find that so intense. That's so much pressure. My God, you have to like, decide what everyone is listening to that's so, At 3 intense. That's so that's so much pressure and and hopefully they love it right and hopefully right. they're vibing but they might not and then yeah it's just it's a lot of pressure <laughs> what's your biggest pet peeve that photographers do at shows so okay i was at the strange ranger record release show and i saw some cringe moments happening with a photographer with nourished 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 by by time time. yeah marcus he's awesome yeah marcus is so sweet so good he's playing a show wednesday tonight at elsewhere so you should go time has flown but there was a photographer that was like in his face the whole time yeah i think it's really important to acknowledge like the space that you take up Mm -hmm. right as a photographer or just like as a person in general right but especially like when i'm working like know that when you're taking pictures when i'm taking pictures that can be really disruptive if i'm performing like that can be really really disruptive whether or not i'm like throwing my flash Mm -hmm. that's a whole different element but just having a photographer a lot of times musicians are kind of nervous to perform right and so that can just add an element of tension for them so it's important for me to like not shoot the entire show not stay in the front the whole time and definitely just want to like make sure i am respecting their space i tend to make sure artists know that i'm taking pictures before i do it i don't just like show up and shoot because i don't know the like consent of it is really important to me right yeah so i think it's just really important to acknowledge the space that you're taking up and just generally be respectful of everyone and not just performers but especially performers when they're in this really really vulnerable moment where they're like literally like the thing we were talking about before like their chest is open they're on stage and they're like here is my craft and i'm singing to you and that's so scary and intense and a lot of people are more comfortable with it obviously if they've been performing for forever but still being photographed doing that is really adds a whole more element of intensity so just you know get get your shot but it's important for me to just also be respectful as a a patron um and as like a fan of an artist so you just gotta be respectful it's hard for me to shoot at shows i used to be very into concert photography um a long time ago yeah and now when I go out and shoot and I want to shoot a concert or show yeah. photography for fun, I I'm only shoot like I only bring my film camera, but I go trigger happy and it's bad. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like going through the role, you know? Yeah, totally. Is that what you don't like about shooting shows? Is you just like you feel like you're just like gunning it? Yeah. I just feel like I'm gunning it now and I I want to make my way back into di- to digital, but 
I can't seem to. I can't yeah. find I can't find a way. I don't know why. I'm trying I think to. If it's something you want to do, maybe you could bridge the gap and you could bring both. So I don't know what you shoot with, but like you could bring your standard film camera and then also bring whatever you use for digital and just kind of like if the moment of inspiration strikes you, pull it off your hip and see how that feels. Um, I feel like people typically go the other way, right? Like they love shooting digital and they're like afraid to jump to film. Mm -hmm. The learning curve is obviously so much more delayed. Mm -hmm. Um, And you have to just be a lot more vigilant and diligent with like taking note of how you capture a photo. Mm -hmm. So that way, once you get it back, you can think about like, okay, what was my exposure on this? Like you just have to do a lot more manual keeping track. I mean, right. literally it's manual photography, but you have to keep track if you want to learn. So I feel like people have a harder time transitioning from digital to film. It's mm-hmm. interesting to hear that you have a harder time transitioning from film to digital. I think it's because I was from digital to film. Well, well, actually, no, I was digital to then I stopped for a mm. long time. Me too, man. I I hear you. Yeah. Sometimes you just like put it down. Yeah. But that yeah. break was, you know. Whoa. That break was when I didn't want to do anything creative, I guess you could say. Yeah. I just wanted to party. I just yeah. wanted to party. Just wanted to smoke weed and totally just go out and you, just finish you school. You have to yeah, you have to go through those phases. Yeah. Whether it's that or like maybe you put it down because you're like, oh, I'm gonna suddenly get like really, really into like going to the gym or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like Sometimes you just have to step away from the things that make you feel like yourself mm-hmm. and like try on something else. So that way you can like realize what you miss or something. Couldn't you know? agree more. Yeah. A- and that gym, that gym sentiment too. Definitely. Yeah. I've never been a gym, never been a gym rat, but. Um, really? Yeah. No. Yeah. I don't. Uh, I've, Caroline, I've never Trent. gone to the gym, but I, I do practice yoga every single day. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, that's a big part of my life. It's like next time we go to the show, we see you're all jacked. I'm like, I, that's kind of the goal. <laughs> Operation get big and strong. Look, camera equipment is really heavy. Oh, and yeah. Sometimes I'm rocking two bodies at once. And so when you have two <laughs> camera bodies with two big lenses and then on my hip is a flash and like I also got my backpack like you can't you have to be strong. So like eat your protein. <laughs> Yeah, gains. If you want to, like, that's my tip. Anyone that wants to be a photographer, eat your protein because this shit is heavy. <laughs> yeah, vegans, no need to apply. I I was vegan until very recently, actually. Whoa. Yeah, you can definitely, you can do it. Um, so vegans definitely can be photographers. <laughs> <laughs> what made you get out? Um, actually, I don't know. You know, like, if it was one particular thing, uh-huh. you kind of just get a sense of when your body is like craving something or wanting right. something. And mm. my body was just like wanting animal protein, like the, like turkey and chicken. I was going to say what, what animal? and fish and fish so like growing animals. up. Yeah. Well, growing up, I, I really never ate red meat. Like I could definitely count on one hand the mm. amount of times I've ever had like a burger um so like that's never been part of my life uh-huh. I also like can't have dairy anyway so yeah it was kind of just my body like going back to like the way that I ate when I was growing up which just kind of makes sense um like you just listen when it talks to you and um you're yeah. you're all for listening to your body we yeah 
honestly yeah that's like a really big part of who I am I feel like it's like knowing myself in my physical and my mental and I definitely was not always that way Mm -hmm. I feel like I was really really checked out of my body for a long time until pretty recently you live in a city where every restaurant has a good well not every restaurant but so with me my stress food is burgers yeah and and Italian food Italian food yeah so like I don't want to say that I'm stressed every week, but like once a week I do, I go out and get a burger from a different spot. I feel like getting stressed once a week is like uh, almost minimal. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's totally, totally fine. Oh, that's great. What's your spot that you like? You know, Meshegas or um, oh, I've Emilio. Never heard of that. No, um, oh, oh. I'm like, is that he, a burger place? Wow. No. He so brought funny. up uh he brought up um Ingus Bar in Dumbo. Okay. So that's where I go to get a burger. And that's where I bring like a bunch of friends to, yeah, to Dumbo because spot. you know, who goes to Dumbo? Yeah, very <laughs> rarely am I over there. It's always for like a random job or something. Um, and Ruby, people live there people, people live actually there. live in Dumbo people live in Dumbo people love I I used to go to the um I used to go to the to Dumbo house quite often actually uh-huh to hang I, out and work. yeah that's funny yeah. I did a, I did a shoot there last year maybe just like a random thing yeah it's a weird weird little place it's just reminded that there's tourists constantly yes very much yeah i found myself in midtown several times over the past week Mm -hmm. it's always crazy there oh yeah it's always crazy and i kind of really like it i know that's insane but it's also really fun to just like watch people when they're really excited to see something i think it's a lot of these tourists are really excited to see everything in new york they really are it's just a reminder that we still live in new york city because we're in i wouldn't say like i mean i would say that brooklyn's just quiet you know and then we go to midtown and it's just like your brain on blast yeah well i mean like there's so many different new yorks right like dennis park is like the suburbs you know but obviously if you're in like you're on Wall Street. It's like that's a different, different New York. There's so many different New Yorks. I love going to Wall Street. It's kind of crazy. Nuts. It's really crazy over there too. It's totally nuts. It's kind of equally as nuts as Midtown. I feel like Wall Street or the financial district was when I learned that Salem was coming to town and they were playing in oh Coney Island. Yeah, of all places, not even Instagram, yeah. not even not I know. online. It was just a we pasted poster that said Salem was coming down. Oh. I was freaking out. I thought you were gonna say you saw people like lining up to like get on the get on the the ferry, ferry or something. to Coney to go see Salem. Yeah, be sick. that's pretty cool. Yeah, I did not go to that show. <sighs> no, me too. Yeah, me too. That's that's a band I would love to go see and photograph. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally very sick but yeah there's definitely different pockets of new york that just it just feels good to go to just to get reminded for the for the variety um i feel like that's kind of what we were getting at before like try on something else so that you see you have the contrast like you have to 
experience something different in order to see what you have. Does that make sense? Oh, that may- I mean, I, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you ride a bike in the city? No, I mm-hmm. used to be like a big city bike mm-hmm. person, but I haven't really so much this summer. I don't really know why. Um, and I don't own a bike. I, I was like really considering buying one. There's a mm-hmm. guy that owns a bike shop on like DeKalb near me. Um, but I, I didn't end up buying one cause it just felt like it was going to be more of a, uh, just another thing. And <laughs> I didn't need another thing, but my roommate goes for bike rides all the time and it's like so meditative for her. And so I definitely see the appeal. Um, but no, I, I haven't really been a big biker. Another I feel like thing. I just walk everywhere. Yeah, another thing. I don't. I, I can't do more things. I hear you. Yeah. I have put a lot of my stuff in storage. I have avoided that. Um, <laughs> somehow I do not have a storage unit, but mm-hmm. I mean, my room is is very small, and our apartment doesn't have any closets. Mm-hmm. So, um, I just have my clothes on like a hanging rack mm-hmm. and in my dresser and then i just try to like get rid of stuff like all the time um like i just did a whole big drop of stuff at um like a secondhand place and just yeah i just try to like be mindful about like what i have around me but i it's also really hard because from afar you're like i don't need 80 t-shirts that's an overstatement but then you get close (laughs) up and it's like oh but that's from this thing and that's Uh from that thing and i don't want to get rid of that and oh that's my friend's merch so you oh, kind of yeah. end up holding on to stuff. Dude, even merch if you don't is the, the hardest. Time. Merch like is the hardest. I like can't get rid of it. Yeah. Well, I stopped buying merch because not for the, the band's sake. I I want to. Like I want to support. But the only issue that I have is every time I buy a band t-shirt, I never wear it. That's my mm. only issue because I have a lot of yeah. other t-shirts. Right. I don't think I've ever gone to a show and like bought merch. I feel like all the merch I have is like my friends will like put up a link like, oh, I'm selling. I made this. My friend made this design mm-hmm. and I'm selling T-shirts. And like that's that's everything that I have. But I don't think mm-hmm. I've ever like bought merch at a show except mm-hmm. I saw the 19th. One of the times I saw the 1975 when I was a teenager mm-hmm. Um, this time, that time it might have been. I don't know what year it was, but they were selling rolling papers. And so I got the 1975 rolling papers and I definitely have those somewhere, which is so corny. Smoke them if you got them. Smoke them if you got them. So that's that's just a funny thing. I always thought that was interesting that like bands or musicians really took that whole saying like, oh, you're a brand. And then instead of making just t-shirts start making like all these like accessories such as rolling papers yeah i think it's kind of cool to do something different than just a t-shirt especially if it's like we're randomly relevant to your music like mm-hmm. i wish i had a good example but like i don't know so like a random object that is just like flavored to be your band like Mm -hmm. i think that's kind of cool um or like i shot this event at knockdown center uh like two weeks ago and one of the bands crumb had shorts 
was like, that's crazy. No one ever makes bottoms. <laughs> that's the first time I've ever seen a, a merch for the bottom half of your body. Right. So I thought that was that made me think. <laughs> that was something. That's good. That's yeah. good. Yeah, I used to make a I used to do a lot of merch design and oh, merch really? production. That's I, pretty cool. I still do. That's but cool. uh for a lot of musicians and for one musician, one rapper, we made socks uh-huh. and they they like flew off the shelves. Really? Yeah. And people I love a good sock. They do. It made me think, do people wear socks? Yes. Are you not wearing socks, Rashad? I'm wearing socks right now. Okay. But I'm like so- in general, are you not a sock wearer? <laughs> no, I I do wear socks. I, I am. Except that one time when I was rocking Crocs. <laughs> As if uh, this is like a, an inquisition. <laughs> when I was wearing Crocs to a barbecue at the park, and my homies were like, you know, these Crocs are probably fucking... That's so funny. You're you're wilding for this one. That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. I I definitely um am pro I'm anti-sandals in the city, which I think is a little bit of a warm take, not Mm -hmm. necessarily a hot take. But I just think it's kind of gross. Oh, of course. And like I will never wear like you will never see my toes in public, other than at a yoga class. I just think that's horrifying. <laughs> I wear sneakers to the beach, which I think is like a Jewish thing in a way. <laughs> I, I can't fully explain it, but doesn't that seem like a Larry <laughs> David kind of thing? He's like, what? I got to wear sneakers to the beach. Like, I, I will wear sneakers to the beach. I don't care. I think it's gross to wear like sandals on the subway. <laughs> it's disgusting. No, definitely. When I was riding my bike through um the Hasidic neighborhood, I... I mean, you think about this all the time. Well, no, you you don't. But because we don't drive, right? Right. But I just keep forgetting that the Hasids are like s- saving the auto industry with like vans. Still, That's you true. Because a, a lot of sprinters. A lot of sprinters, but no one, no one you know wants to buy yeah. a sprinter. <laughs> Actually, I feel like a lot of people could benefit from a sprinter. Like so many touring bands. <laughs> would love to acquire a sprinter this but, is true um, more complicated than that <laughs> yeah they just gotta be his seed yeah uh, that would that's be... a that's a high entry point not not even i have access there <laughs> I'm not I'm not on that list not on that list well caroline where is a place that you like to go to hang your hat so at the end of the day, when you're done shooting, I guess a midday show, and you got some time to kill before you go to another show, yeah. Where do you want to go? Where do you like to go to take a break or plan out your next moves? I am a shameless regular of Variety Coffee on Wyckoff. We love, love to every mm. single person there. Um. I live very close by and so I just go there very frequently. It's pretty like dark in there which I think is part of why I really like it and just I I love the people that work there. Um, So I would say that is the place where I go 
during the day when I like need to do something, but I don't want to do something major. Um, that's, that's what I'll do. That's, that's a very good place for me. Um, Friday is the best. Friday is the best. Love to them. Even when you're in Midtown and there's like, there's also that variety. No. Yeah. It has to be the variety in Bushwick. It has <laughs> to be the variety on Wyckoff. I have no relationship to the other varieties. Nothing. It's all about the one. It's it's just because of the people there, really. Um, That's sweet. I don't really. I I've been to like I think one of the other varieties in like Chelsea or something, but it's about it's about the one near me. It's, it is. Yeah. It is. I I remember when I first came to New York and I was just doing work at a variety. It just felt like oh, uh, one of those. I'm here, you know. Like this is this is what. New York people do. We sit at cafes and work on our laptops. (laughs) Honestly, man. Yeah, that is that is a huge part of my day to day. It's not all it's not all music, music concerts. (laughs) A lot of it is typing on my laptop at Variety Coffee. And running into so many different people and friends that, you know, at Variety. That's the best part of it is like you're always going to run into people. Nice, sweet. Man, I haven't been to a variety in so long. I should definitely, and they keep opening up. The owners like own a lot of spots too. I think that's true. I don't know much about their corporate overhead. I think one of the owners owns like the diner in Greenpoint and redid it. Oh, really? Yeah, that's on Manhattan Ave. And then what's that? Leo's. Oh, got it. Yeah. Don't quote me. I won't. I but I think Fiona used to work there. Yeah. Yes. That's a good spot. Oh, the pizza. Amazing. Yeah. If you. You're dairy. Yeah, I don't do the dairy, but mm. they'll do a pizza without cheese. That's yeah. just like the tomato sauce. That's solid. And they also have like a beans dish, like a Ooh. like a broth, like a beans in broth kind of situation. And that's very, very delicious. Yeah go off yeah well caroline hats off to you and everything that you do for some bizarre wear many hat solutions have you ever made a photo zine of your work or any type of book i have i have yes i sold them um around this time last year i called it thank you i love you and it was great name. i still have thank you i love you (laughs) (laughs) it's um like just a handful of concert photos from like the past year um mostly like friends but also just like yeah photos that i felt joy about and love about and i called that because it felt like a like making the zine felt like a vessel to reflect on like oh i this is what i'm doing and like i love it and thank you to everyone who's let me take photos and thank you to my friends for being kind and supportive and I love you and I love doing it. So that's why I called it that. And sold out. And and those are just like the things that I say the most, I think. There's still I still have some copies, but I don't think I'll ever do a big like sale of them again. Um, oh, you should bring them to our zine fair. So oh. Desar and 
our collaborators commercial type is doing a zine fair with hester street fair august 26 which is next saturday oh my god yes absolutely and you should bring it to the wear many hats table we have a table and we'd i love totally to will oh yeah send me the information i love a zine fair that's sick we do too yeah that's <laughs> awesome i definitely will zines will never die no i hope they don't because it's so it's so cool if you were to get a chest tattoo quote, what would it be? If I were to get a chest tattoo quote, what would it be? Yeah. So that's how we this usually. Is, yeah, yeah. This is challenging. Ah. Uh, I don't have any word tattoos. Uh, um, yeah, I, they're hard. They're, they're hard. And I don't think I will ever get a chest tattoo of a phrase. If I did, it would either be thank you, I love you. That's so good. Actually, yeah, I think it would be that. It would. My other option was going to be "I know the way," which is just like kind of something I say to myself mm -hmm. when I when I experience like devastation or disappointment right. or something, or when I feel something really positive. It's like okay, like I I know the way, like because I think it's true. Like whenever you make a choice or whenever something happens, it's like. There's always something in your body that knows that was going to happen and knows what's next. Either thank you, I love you, because I think those are like the most powerful phrases that we have and hold so much truth and we should say them more, but also be sparing with them mm -hmm. and intentional with them. And then also I know the way because it's that's something I like have to tell myself often to like, yeah, be there for myself. Totally. Thank you goes a long way. I it love you. Really does. Cut sh short. Yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point. Yeah. And in a different order, I feel like it has a different meaning. I love you. Thank you. means something totally different. Definitely. You'll never catch me out there. Yeah. Yeah. Saying, saying Same. that. I love you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, it's a different feeling. Feel your feelings. <laughs> And that's what you, that's what we do on the Wear Many Hats podcast. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Thank you. <laughs> this I, I feel like I can't even say that without now it being like a bit. But thank you. This is this is great. <laughs> Plug your socials. Where can people find you? Um, my name at Caroline Safran on uh, Instagram, Twitter too, but don't bother. <laughs> and then my website is the same. It's carolinesafran.com. And um, yeah, I just I'm always wanting to play more and meet people and experience things and, and, and shoot all sorts of different things, not just shows. Yeah, I hope to see you around. Oh, yeah, you definitely will. You're the scenes like go to photographer. That's a heavy hat. Um, and I think I share it with a lot of people. Definitely. Um, but I'm I'm very happy to wear it oh yeah i'm gonna reach out for sure for obviously every photo need <laughs> any pr press thing that's coming up like yeah for your project seriously that's exciting are there. you gonna make merch for yourself oh of course good of course good. lots of lots of merch but i mean your your portraits are you know they're just spot on thank you thanks BTS, everything. Thank it's you. Crazy. Thank you. It, it really means a lot. Thank you. Of course.
Till next time, this is Wear Many Hats presented by Dasar and I'm Rashad. Peace.